A gallant prize? Ha, cousin, is it not? In face it is. A conquest for a prince to boast of. Hey. There, that makes me sad. It makes me sin in envy that my lord Northumberland should be the father to so blessed a son, a son who is the theme of honor's tongue, amongst a grove, the very straightest plant, who is sweet fortune's minion and her pride, whilst I, by looking on the praise of him, see riot and dishonor stain the brow of my young Harry. Oh, that it could be proved that some night-tripping fairy had exchanged in cradle clothes our children where they lay and called mine Percy his Plantagenet. Then would I have his Harry and he mine, but uh, let him from my thoughts. What think you, cuz, of this young Percy's pride? The prisoners which he in this adventure hath surprised to his own use he keeps and sends me word I shall have none but Mordic, Earl of Fife. This is his uncle's teaching. This is Worcester, malevolent to you in all aspects, which makes him prune himself and bristle up the crest of youth against your dignity. But I have sent for him to answer this. And for this cause a while, we must neglect our holy purpose to Jerusalem. Cousin, on Wednesday next, our council we will hold at Windsor. So inform the lords. But come yourself with speed to us again. For more is to be said and to be done than out of anger can be uttered. I will, my liege. drinking of old sack and unbuttoning thee after supper and sleeping upon benches after noon, that thou hast forgotten to demand that truly which thou wouldst truly know. What a devil hast thou to do with the time of the day? Unless ours were cups of sack, mm -hmm. minutes capons and clocks, the tongues of boards and dials, the signs of leaping houses and the blessed sun himself, a fair hot wench in flame-colored taffeta... <laughs> I see no reason why thou shouldst be so superfluous to demand the time of the day. Indeed, you come near me now, Hal. For we that take purses go by the moon and the seven stars, and not by Phoebus, he, that wandering knight so fair. And I prithee, sweet wag, when thou art a king, as God save thy grace, Majesty, I should say, for grace thou wilt have none. What, none? No, by my truth, not so much as will serve to be prologued to an egg and butter. Well, how then? Come, roundly, roundly. Marry then, sweet wag, when thou art king, let not us that are squires of the knight's body be called thieves of the day's beauty. Let us be Diana's foresters, gentlemen of the shade, Minions of the moon. And let men say we be men of good government, being governed as the sea is by our noble and chaste mistress, the moon, under whose countenance we steal. Hmm, thou sayest well, and it holds well too, for the fortune of us that are the moon's men doth ebb and flow like the sea, being governed as the sea is by the moon. As for proof now, a purse of gold, 
most resolutely snatched on Monday night and most dissolutely spent on Tuesday morning. Got with swearing, lay by, mm. and spent with crying, bring in. <laughs> now in as low a neighbor as the foot of the ladder, and by and by in as high a flow as the ridge of the gallows. By the Lord, thou sayest true, lad. And is not my hostess of the tavern a most sweet wench? As the honey of Highbler, my old lad of the castle. And is not a buff jerkin a most sweet robe of durance? Now, how now, mad wag? What in thy quips and thy quiddities? What a plague have I to do with a buff jerkin? Why, what a pox have I to do with my hostess of the tavern? Well, thou hast called her to a reckoning many a time and oft. Did I ever call for thee to pay thy part? No. I'll give thee thy due. Thou hast paid all there. Yea, and elsewhere, so far as my coin...